Does organization make you feel like you're living the same day over and over again? Your life does not have to be Groundhog Day, no matter how organized you are. Here is how to organize your life and still have fun. Welcome to Adulting, the podcast where we want to adult every day. Download episodes at adulting.tv. Welcome to Adulting. I am Harlan and I am here with Miranda. How are you, Miranda? As always, I'm doing super fantastic. How are you? That's great. I am also doing well. Just well, not super fantastic. I am doing super fantastic. We need to be. We've got to. We've got to get it going here because we are talking about organization. Woohoo! Yeah. Okay. So organization. I I have to admit that organization throughout my life has not been my strongest attribute. Um, I have come to accept the fact that there are some things about my life that are not super and hey i don't have to be the best at everything and organization is certainly one of the things that i am not the best at um i've improved since i've come to accept that fact um and so i'm happy about that uh but at the same time it's still not something that i'm a hundred percent perfect on and i certainly always have room for improvement. So let's talk about some of the ways that we can all improve (laughs) our organization skills, even when we do admit that organization might not be the best thing about ourselves. And I think a lot of people, though, are interested in becoming more organized, even if they feel like they're not organized right now. I think a lot of people are interested in it because according to Statistics Brain, the number two New Year's resolution for 2015 uh, was getting organized. And that's the thing that comes right after losing weight because everybody wants to lose weight all the time. And but then it's it goes losing weight, then it goes getting organized, then it's spend less and save more finances. And so those are things that I think tend to be themes every year when you're looking at these statistics, when you're looking at what's going on, getting organized is really up there. And, but for people like you, you, who is, is not very good at organization, do you ever feel like it matters to be organized? So, because you talk about improving, I mean, does it matter? Well, we are told that we need to be organized. We, we need to have strong organization skills. It's it's this is a skill that comes in handy uh, throughout life for a variety of reasons. But the reason that we're often told that it's important to be is organized is by people we work with, our bosses, our supervisors. And the reason that they want us to be organized is because it makes things a lot easier for them. So when people are telling us you need to improve these certain skills, you know, organization, time management, productivity, 
a lot of the reason that we get these messages from the world is because the large corporation that we work for, not just our own company, but this whole idea of working for a corporation, and perhaps it goes back to the fact that there was a time when a lot of the population was working on farms and factories. In, in order to you know work like a machine, like you had to do in order to get everything done that you needed to get done, these skills were were incredibly important and it's just bled over into the way we work today for for corporations they have the power and they are telling us that we need to be organized and productive because it helps the company save money yeah but it can help you though there are benefits to you to be organized in your own personal life obviously we want to be organized and work uh because well, those of us who work for other people, but it can be it can be good for you. There are good reasons to be organized in your own life. Yeah, absolutely. It it is not just something. Well, that is the message that we're getting that you know we need to be organized and it helps us. But a lot of the motivation for people telling us this all the time is so that we are better employees for whatever company it happens to be. But the skills do translate to your own life and doing things better for yourself once you're able to make that make that connection that you're not just doing it for the company but you're also developing some of these skills to help yourself and to get yourself in a position where you have more control of your life and more power within your life you can make changes to your life this way and you can you can succeed better on your own terms uh inside and outside of your job so that that's why people want to be organized um and that's why it's one of the top resolutions we we get this message so there's this superficial idea that it's just something we have to do but deeper down it is something that will help us on an individual basis if we focus on that type of organization and not necessarily just doing a job that our boss wants us to do. Yeah. And well, being organized in your life can help you reduce stress because you're not always trying to figure out where you're supposed to be and when you're supposed to be there. You can find what you need. That's part of organization as well as knowing where things are and being able to find them. And so being able to do that reduces stress in your life. And as we know, stress has very real impacts on your emotional health as well as your physical health. And so being able to reduce that stress is important. Uh, you have more time to yourself if you're organized because you're not always running around trying to put out fires. So you have more time to relax and enjoy self-care. And you can have better relationships. I know that uh, when I was married, some of some of our biggest disagreements were when we were very unorganized and it turned it devolved into a finger pointing match over whose fault it was that we were we couldn't find this misplaced item or we missed this appointment or we were running late and being organized can help kind of take the pressure off it doesn't mean that you have to have everything scheduled out but having just this degree of organization can relieve pressure in your life and make all aspects of your life a little bit better yeah, absolutely. Um, I am certainly a lot more confident and a lot more relaxed when I know what's going on and I don't have to worry about my schedule and whether I'm doing what I need to be doing. Right. And, and other things to do, too, as well as is when you're an adult, 
adults are supposed to be counted on for things, which means when you're organized, you show up when people expect you to and you show up prepared. Nobody wants you to come to make a presentation to the board meeting and be unprepared. And uh, I remember I gave a presentation not too long ago to a professional group in my local area and everybody was very impressed with it. They were like, oh, wow, that was great. You were prepared. Uh, You had some really great stuff to say. And I felt bad because they were comparing me to a presentation that had been given previously where there was not the same amount of preparation. There was not the same amount of organization of like my presentation went from point to point in an organized manner and their presentation was more of a rambling description of I'm not sure what. And I felt bad about the, the, the comparison, but you know, it, it just sort of made that, kind of impression in my mind that if you want to be taken seriously as an adult, that level of just being prepared really matters and it really helps. And plus, if you're organized, you can avoid ever scheduling yourself and over promising. Going back to what you were talking about at the the preparation at the at the um, that you've done for this presentation. So the benefit of that is not just the um, not just having people come up to you and telling you, oh, we're so impressed with how prepared you were, but the benefit of presenting yourself in this manner is that there's a better chance of you um, making good connections with people who you can help, who can help you um, in whatever endeavors that you happen to be involved in, um, probably related to this particular presentation for you. But when you when you present yourself in an organized manner like this, the the benefit is you will gain respect from other people who appreciate exactly what you're doing. And that respect is a kind of currency that that you can use, not to say that you should use other people. That's not what I'm saying. But the benefits come back to you. The benefits of being prepared and organized and well-spoken come back to you in ways that you probably can't even understand uh, just now. Uh, I've, I've seen this constantly in you know, my, my progression from, you know, a person who is just blogging on the side of their day job and they come home every night, work, work eight hours like I did and, and, uh, try to build up this website. And as I see other people going through this process and becoming, um, you know, great personal brands and becoming successful in, in their entrepreneurial jobs and whatever else they happen to be doing, those who are those who appear to be the most organized and the most prepared are those who have the most success and it's not a coincidence i'm not it 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 isn't the fact that these are two separate things they they play into each other very well um the more prepared and organized you are in the work that you do on your own outside of some other company, no one's paying you to do this. You're doing it on your own because you recognize that this is a goal that you need to have. The easier it is for people who uh, you need to work with or who you're trying to work with or would be beneficial to you, they will respect you more and they will be able to communicate with you well and you will be ready because you're always prepared for any opportunity that comes your way. Right. And I think that that's important, too, because you do want to be ready for those opportunities. And 
You also want to be in a position where you can have a little fun occasionally. Because one thing I've noticed is people who are not are not as organized they're always running around frantic they're always they're never where they're supposed to be and they always feel like they're busy but not accomplishing anything and one thing that i noticed is as i've become more organized and been more clear about my priorities i actually have more free time and i have more time to have a good time i have more time when somebody says hey can you have lunch with me uh, being organized doesn't mean you're a slave to your schedule being organized means you know exactly what needs to be done and when it needs to be done so that you can move things around as as required. And so if somebody says, hey, let's have lunch, I can say yes, because I'm organized enough to know that I've gotten this most important priority already out of the way, or I know where I need to be on this other uh, period of time. And so I know that I have time for lunch and I know that there's room for that. And I know that sometimes I can move things around and, but being organized and having the, having that knowledge is what helps me be able to sit back and say, yes, I have, I have time for this. Yes, I can, or even better. Yes, I can make time for this because it's important and it's important to have fun and relax and go to the spa. It's very important. Not only does organization help you say yes, but it yes. also helps you say no. No. <laughs> Instead of... <laughs> a I, very I, important word. I think a lot of the time we will agree to do something because we don't know what we should be doing at the same time. Once you're organized, you know what you should be doing and it becomes much easier, easier to turn down either whether it's a business opportunity or whether it's, you know, just people who want to hang out that you don't necessarily want to see at the moment. I mean, that's kind of antisocial, but hey, every <laughs> once in a while, you we need to be antisocial. Every once in a while, there's something else we need to do. So not only does organization help you say yes to opportunities and help you find room for them, but it also allows you to say no without having to make up some kind of excuse. You know right now what you should be doing, and you can say, instead of saying, yes, I'll do this because I can't think of what I should be doing for any other reason, I have no other good reason for saying no, so I'll just say yes, or to say no and to make something up or to make someone feel bad, you actually have something that you can point to and say, listen, I can't talk right now because this is the time that I have set aside for this and I have to get, I have to, you know, this, this is, this is my, this is my scheduled time. In fact, before we started recording our podcast today, I got a contact from, uh, from a, uh, from someone I work with, with the Drum and Bugle Corps. Hello. Uh, if you're listening and, uh, you know, he asked if I could talk sometime, you know, soon about some kind of issue and the answer is going to be no, uh, because this is the time that I have set aside for working on the podcast. So I need to focus on that right now. And unless it's an emergency, I really don't have the, the space to deal with something else. So that is why I can say no, I can, I'm organized and I know that this time is set aside for something specific. Yeah, and I like that because you do need to say, hey, this is set aside for something specific. And you don't have to go into big detail about it either. You can just say, no, I'm sorry, I have another obligation at that time. Right. And it's it's not about coming up with a reason to tell people. It's it's a reason to make you feel 
okay with the fact that you're saying no to somebody, which is a really hard thing to do once in a while. I mean, I'm a, I'm a big proponent of helping people whenever I can and saying yes to as many opportunities, regardless of, of how it may affect me and my time and my money, um, because I, I, I get a lot out of being able to help people in various ways. Uh, but, uh, you know, there are certain times when you just have to say no. That's right. So how do we go about getting organized? We're ready. We're, mm. we're, we're pumped up. We're ready to be organized. So what are some things, and I'm especially interested in hearing this from your perspective, because I've always been fairly organized as a person. I mean, sometimes things slip through the cracks. We're not always as organized as we could be, but I've never had like a huge problem with organization. And so I would love to hear what are some of the tools that have helped you get out there and be better organized. So yes, as you say, and as I said earlier, I have not always been the most organized person. And this is something that many people in my life have pointed out to me, um, both in the workplace and outside the workplace. And um, for a while, it has been, you know, as, as I was when I was younger, the idea was this is something that I need to improve, I need to go to I need to take classes. I need to sit in seminars. I need to learn everything I can about organization. Otherwise, I'm going to be fired. So uh, it started that way, and it was miserable, and it did not whatever whatever they were teaching in these classes did not work for me. I don't even remember you know what kind of time management and organization skills that they were teaching. But it was you know basically these classes that are more for. I don't know. Most of these things are just not worth the money. I'll just leave it at that. (laughs) Uh, But at the same time, as I grew more of my own responsibilities, I realized, well, even even before that, the next thing was that I, I learned that I could be okay with having flaws and not being exactly the person that everybody else wants me to be, whether that's an organized person or whether it's having a certain job or working in a certain industry. I can do what I want with my life as long as I'm making the choices for myself and making them for good reasons. So for a while, that was the approach I took. I understood that organization was not my strong suit, and uh, I would find ways to cheat an organization, um, you know, have people help me and, you know, rely on other people to kind of help me organize myself, which isn't always the greatest thing either. And certainly there are problems with that. But when I started gaining more responsibilities for myself, when I started working on my own projects, which eventually turned into my own business, organization became necessary for me to um, for me to succeed in any in any kind of level. And I'm still not great on it at it. But I tried various things. I tried I tried as many tools as you can throw at me. My favorite things to try was a uh, was an app called Asana. And I used this a couple of years ago for managing the Plutus Awards. Yeah, that went well. Yeah, it, <laughs> it didn't go well. I mean, Asana is more of a social planning and organization software. It relies on everybody kind of putting into it. And if things start to slide, then there's just no coming back from that. Uh, so Asana, it seems like a great tool. I think it'll work for a lot of people in terms of making to-do lists and scheduling things and getting deadlines for yourself and for other people. Uh, But it didn't work out for me. So that was one to cross off. 
Well, and I think part of the issue, too, is it didn't work out for anybody else because it was using it as well. Right. So, like, you know, we just, we were not on, we, we were, yeah. We ended up just using email all the time. Right. For, for our small group of people that we were organizing project and an event, it just, we fell back on email because everyone, it's very familiar, it's very easy. And for us, it was just, the the easiest tool for all of us to use. So, so email is a great tool for organization, especially when you're dealing with other people and it's not just yourself that you're trying to organize. Oh, I was just going to say, I like email too because one of the things I use in my Gmail is I do, I organize everything under different categories and I think that that works really well for me. Yes, categoriz- categorization is a great way to organize and Google and Gmail and Google Calendar make all of that so easy and you don't have to worry you don't have to worry about folders so much you can just tag things and then search for tags there's so many different ways to do it and it will work for whatever style you happen to be in you just have to get into one one habit of coming up with a way to organize yourself um you know I think one of the other things that has worked really well for me is putting just about everything I need to know about into Google Calendar because that is something I wake up in the morning, the first thing I look at is my phone. Perhaps that's an issue that is addressed in another episode, but one of the first things I do in the morning is look at the phone and it has my calendar for the day. I know what I have to do and when I have to do it because whenever something comes up throughout the day and it's something that I need to remember, whether it's a specific time or not, it goes into Google Calendar. It it probably is the handiest thing for me in terms of organization. Yeah, and I agree. I I use the I have an iPhone, and so I use the iCal. But I actually don't like using iCal to put stuff in. So I just have it connected to the Google Calendar, so it pulls from my Google Calendar and puts it into my phone's calendar. Because like you, it's really nice to be able to. I, I usually do it before bed. The night before, I look at my calendar, what do I need to do tomorrow, and then I double check it again in the morning, and then set up reminders. And it is one of the easiest ways to just quickly do that if you need to make appointments or cancel appointments or see whether you're available for different activities. And what I love about Google Calendar is you have your your main calendar, but then you can add additional calendars. It makes it really nice to categorize. I can have a calendar for each project that I work on. I can share those calendars with people who are involved with those projects. We can all contribute to those calendars. And whenever we need to discuss something, calendar Google Calendar automatically creates uh, a video conference over the web that allows us to just talk with each other with a click of a button. Um, we can chat. We can do all of these different things that make all, all these all these things that make business organization and life organization uh, really easy. Of course, there are other aspects of organization outside of you know business. And outside of things that you do with other people, though. Yeah, and, and so that just reminded me when you talked about sharing the calendar that I need to go in and I need to share an event with my family calendar because I have something that uh, a calendar I've got for work. I have a calendar I have for some of my my community obligations, my volunteer community obligations, and I have a calendar of things that uh, I started to do with my son because he started making social plans 
And, <laughs> and I'm, you know, I'm training him. I'm like, dude, you need to look at the calendar because you made a plan with your buddy at a time when you and I are doing something with grandma and grandpa. So <laughs> check your calendar. And, and uh, that sharing is really a really great key, especially if you need to coordinate. Yeah. And I just love have, having different colors for each calendar. So I know what I'm, you know, it, it just makes it so much easier to see visually what I have going on in a day. If it's all blue, then I know it's all one thing. If it's all green, then I know it's, you know, I'm, I'm busy working on something else. And uh, what has helped with that, and especially when I quit my job and I found myself more responsible for every minute of my day instead of just going to work and, you know, having an employer telling me that, you know, this is the time that is set aside for work. Once I had to figure out what time I needed to work on my own stuff, um, I actually, I tried this and... Uh, well, my, my success with it was, was mixed and it, it, it helped me, but also got me to the next step. And that was actually setting aside each day for a certain, uh, for a certain aspect of the, of the work I was doing. So perhaps from nine to 10 in the morning, I'd be working on email, responding to emails, checking emails, sending emails to people that I needed to talk to from 10 to, you know, 12 or so I was doing research for things that I would be writing about later in the day, uh, from 12 to one lunch break from one to four, or one to five, maybe that would be my time for writing and producing articles and other content for websites that I was working on that was, you know, generating my, you know, how I, how I was making my living and having those times set aside. Oh, uh, you know, I had time set aside for going to the gym as well. And I had time set aside for photography every day because that was something I was passionate about. And I wanted to make sure that I was spending at least some time doing something related to photography every day. And so I had all of this blocked out in my calendar and it would repeat every day. So every day I'd see the same framework, which I would, of course, fill in with specific things as necessary. But I'd have this framework that I was working with every day. And of course, that's kind of where I got the idea of, of feeling that after a while, after this was working, this could get to be kind of boring because you set every day up the same way and you don't want to be, you don't want to live your life boring either. You want to get everything you want to do done, but you want to have some variety in your life. So there are certain ways that I kind of changed my approach, um, I got rid of that daily identical calendar and started scheduling things differently and in different segments. And I started working on different projects on different days instead of kind of trying to fit all the things I wanted to do into one day. So that is how I ended up in a position where, you know, today is the day that I'm working on adulting. So when I get requests from other people, in terms of, you know, can you help me out with this? You know, today's not the day to do that. I'm going to have to do that on a different day that is assigned to that or on a day where I have time for that particular project ready to go. Yeah, I think that makes sense. But you do need to watch out for that overscheduling element that you were talking about mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> where like every minute is scripted. That's when it starts to feel like Groundhog Day and like your life is 
out of your hands. <laughs> yeah, and just set aside time that is not scheduled, and that's the best way to do that. And make sure that you include that or just allow for things to happen during the day that are not on your schedule um, and invite certain things to happen during the day so that you can distract yourself in healthy ways and you can make every day interesting and you can enjoy your life while you're still getting everything you need to do done. Right, for sure. And I, I think, too, it is identifying your priorities and knowing what regular important tasks need to be taken care of and stepping back and looking at that. One of the important tasks that I take care of is I have to review my finances regularly and make sure the bills are being paid. That's very important. And so I do. I set aside every every week. I have the same day where I set aside. It's it's usually Sunday where I say, okay, I'm going to look at my personal finance software, update the receipts because I do it manually. I don't have like something like Mint or something that pulls it. I like to look ahead. And so I sit down and I say, well, here are the receipts from this past week. Here's the spending. I have my reminders from for my personal finance software. I've got my reminders there that say, here's what's coming up. You know, make sure I've got everything in there. Make sure my automatic transfers went through. Most of my finances are automated. Now, that doesn't mean that mistakes can't happen. So I look at that and I say, make sure all of the bills are paid. Make sure everything's done. And every week, review that. And it doesn't take very long, but it's something that I schedule in and say, this stuff is important. And this is what I need to do And every week to make sure it's taken care of. So I, like I've said before, I recognize that organization is an area that I need help in. And one of the ways that I do that, or I plan to do that, now that I'm a position where I can, is to hire somebody who can help me with that. Um, There are a lot of tasks that don't need to be done by me in my life, but they still need to be done. And so, because I am earning money for myself, and it makes sense to do this because doing it will allow me to be even more productive and to earn more money and to save more time for myself and to enjoy my life, I will hire an assistant to help me stay organized. And the right assistant, which I have not found yet, but I am looking, the right assistant can certainly help to keep you organized, keep you on task, not just with your business, but with personal stuff as well. Um, And this, if it's something that you can afford and you can find help of this type ranging in costs um, from very low to very high, depending on how much you want done and where you want that person to be when they're doing it, you can hire an assistant and you can outsource a lot of the organizational tasks, organizational type of tasks that you need to be doing in order to keep all of these things that we've been talking about today on track. Right, for sure. And I and I have somebody who manages my social media for my businesses for me, and that's been very helpful in staying organized as far as what things need to be posted and when. Uh, that's been great. And there are days when I think about hiring or, or expanding my assistant's duties to cover other areas, but I'm just not there yet. <laughs> I, I really, I don't have 
you know, I still can make it through most of my email on my own and I can still mostly handle my scheduling. So, but yeah, once you get to a point where you really need that help and if you can afford it, I love the idea of just going for it. Yeah. And also it's something to think about is just because you can get through your email on your own (laughs) doesn't mean that you have to get through your email on your own. Miranda, you are very well known in this industry, and I'm sure you get a lot of requests and a lot of email. And yeah. there's, there's no reason that you have to do that. Um, if if you are at the point where it makes sense to outsource from a financial perspective, then I, I think that that's something that will free you up to focus on kind of you know, more important things. So you're not, you're not making the initial contact, but you're still closing the deals, so to speak. I'm not, obviously I'm not telling you what to do, but it's just something to think about. You are though. You're telling me what to do. Not at all. No. And that's a good point. That's something to think about in my own life. And, and and it's one of the reasons too, though, why I have uh, Tom Drake as a business partner, because he keeps the back end of most of my websites organized. He manages monetization on those websites. And so that's something that I don't have to do and that he does. Yeah. So, you know, in effect, you, you, you're certainly getting some help in some of the work that would be on anybody's plate as an intrapre- as an internet entrepreneur. Oh, right. For sure. So, so what are some things then that we've, we've talked about what I can do, like maybe hire somebody to help me with my email, but what are some things that our listeners could do now to start getting organized, take that first step? Well, I think the first thing is to make a list of the important tasks that you may have been neglecting or, or that you just, you know, perhaps they're chores that you just don't want to do. Um, Go listen to us talk about motivation if it's stuff you don't want to do. Right, right. Just get it done. Just do the thing. Do the thing. Do the thing. <laughs> um, make this list and prioritize things so you can identify which are the most important, which, are, which may have a medium level of importance and which are the least important. And this will give you the perfect idea of where to start in terms of just which tasks to focus on. And that that really has to be the first step to getting organized. You have to figure out what needs to be done. Right. And I think, too, you want to make sure that you understand what kind of systems work best for you. So think about what systems work best for you. Try a couple of things out. Decide whether you are an on paper type of person or a digital type of person. I actually use a combo. I like having my appointments and reminders on my phone so I can access them quickly and and make decisions about what I should be doing. But I also like the support of pen and paper so I can map things out. I like that uh, visual thing that I can look at. I use I use a regular planner for the editorial calendar that I produce for one of my clients. And then I also have a big board on in my in my office that has different stories that I'm working on. Who it's for, the name of the story, who the sources are, and the due date. Because that visual thing, having it all in one place visually, makes it very helpful. So for me, it's sort of a combo. But you need to figure out what works for you, whether it's a spreadsheet, whether it's an app, or whether it's just having everything you know, on a calendar. You need to figure out what works best for you. So I also, in addition to 
using Google Calendar, like I talked about earlier, I do have a planner, a physical paper planner book that is very nice and I like it very much. And I'm trying to get in the habit of using it even more than I'm using it because I think it's such a great tool because it gives you a page for every day and you can write down the calls that you have. You can write down your expenses. You can write down your mileage. You can, you can use it for, for everything. And basically it's this, this paper planner, um, you know, you can get one from Franklin Covey or, or any, or you just go to Staples and see what they have. But these, these planners that have a page for every day are the best because it really allows you to record important things that you have going on in your life um, every day. And it's a habit that you have to get into. And like I said, it's uh, something that I'm working on and, and progressing through. It's something that I'd really like to do. And, uh, you know, I've already seen how it has helped me stay organized um, as as I gain all these new responsibilities and new things are being thrown at me by different organizations. Uh, it is uh, one of the best things that you can do is, you know, tie it into your Google Calendar, use both as I do, and uh, but really save all the details and the meaty stuff and the note taking and everything you have to remember to add into Google Calendar later. You can use the planner to get it all get it all down on paper first. The, the biggest benefit of doing this is when you type something out and say add it into Google Calendar, or you're just writing something. You don't internalize it as well as you do when you actually take a pen or pencil and write it on paper. You remember things better when you write it. You feel things better when it's written and not when it's typed. That's just the way we seem to work from uh, from an emotional and mental perspective. It seems that writing things down is more indelible on our memory and our psyche than typing things. So that's why as much as we want to be connected to the technology, we don't want to leave behind paper planners because they give us uh, a stronger perspective and a stronger internalization of all the things that we need to do. Yeah, and that's that's a good point. And, and part of what you can do is you're talking about organizing, taking those notes down, is pick a day of the week that you can use for planning. And you don't have to use the whole day, you know, two or three hours, but pick a day of the week that you use as your planning. Use that as your day to look ahead. Use that as a day to look through these notes in your planner and to catch up and, and just sort of be organized. Uh, I use I use a day, uh, usually what like I said before Sunday, that I check my personal finances, but I also use that day to look through my mail and see what needs to be taken care of. It's sort of my catch-up day. It's a day for me to, and, and then to look ahead in the week and say, okay, which appointments do I have? What interviews am I working on? What stories do I have to focus on? What's the most important things? And taking that time, so to pick a day of the week that works well for you and say, this is the day that I will use for my planning day. Yeah, I, that's exactly what I do as well. It's Sunday night for me. Uh, that is a time I have on my calendar. Out of out of all the things that I took out of my calendar in terms of you have to do, you have to follow this particular schedule every day. The one thing that remains 
in my perpetual calendar is the Sunday evening plan the week ahead time. And so I have a reminder every Sunday night that that is my time to make sure that I have everything lined up for the week that I need to do. And and therefore, the week goes a lot smoother and I don't have to worry about things that I've forgotten about. So we do have a listener question. And this week's question is, every time I create a weekly schedule, I get off track. It doesn't matter how accurately I try to time everything, it falls to pieces. How can I stick to my schedule? Well, (laughs) I think the first thing to realize is that if you find that you are getting off track every time you set a schedule, there are two things going on. First is this is normal. It is okay to get off track. Uh, You don't have to spend every minute the same way you have prescribed yourself to spend that minute. Um, it's, it's okay as long as in general, your goals are being met. So it's helpful to break down to the point where you understand, well, why did I make the schedule this way? Is this something that's, that makes sense for the goals that I'm trying to reach? Uh, so if it's not, then maybe you need to adjust the schedule to fit in with the way you are used to living your life most effectively. Uh, So a lot of the times we think, oh, I have to set up the schedule so that every minute is blocked off or that I'm making this progress every day. But we may be over, um, we may be believing that we're a little more capable of following our schedules minute to minute than we actually are. And that's, that's okay. We don't have to do that. We just have to set things up for ourselves in a way that we can be most effective. And what's most effective for one person may be following a schedule minute by minute. And that might not be the same way that someone else is most effective. Um, Someone else might be most effective by scheduling breaks throughout the day. Uh, For example, working for 20 minutes and then relaxing for 10 minutes and getting back to working for 20 minutes and relaxing for 10 minutes instead of working for four hours straight and then being totally exhausted by the end of that particular half day. Yeah, And I think, too, going along with what you're talking about, is it's really not so much about planning out every minute of your day being organized isn't about being completely scheduled all the time. Being organized is knowing what's most important and making the time to get that done. And so look at your priorities. And I make sure that I've got certain priorities. I've got client work. I've got exercise. I've got other obligations. And I look I've got my planning day. I look at the week ahead and say, okay, what needs to be done this week? And I also have my daily planning, what needs to be done today? And there are definite priorities. The exercise is one that sometimes uh, is easy to let slip, but I've decided to make that definitely a priority and say, hey, this is when it's going to get done. And that's when I'm going to do it. And it's not so much a set time that I'm going to do it. Uh, Today, the exercise is going to be, hey, when I'm done with adulting, I'm going to go exercise. And that's what I'm going to do. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't matter whether adulting's done at this specific time. Because the other thing I did was make sure on Wednesday, because I know that I'm going to be doing adulting. I know I'm going to have another podcast before adulting. And then I'm going to be doing adulting. Because I know that these things are happening on Wednesday. I don't schedule other things for that day. I say, okay, this is what's happening. And then I know that whenever we get done with adulting, I am ready to go exercise. 
and it doesn't matter at a specific time. Right, because sometimes your time is beyond your control when you're working with other people, and oh, yeah. you just have to accept that. Um, you know, it's never completely out of your control. You could always say no, and you can always um, force the other person to to live your schedule, but that doesn't always work so well in terms of uh, maintaining good working relationships. So I try not to do that. So yeah, so don't don't get beat, beat yourself up about a schedule. Instead, figure out what works for you and figure out what the most important priorities are and know those. And then you can start planning your life and your day and your week around that. All right. Thank you for joining us today on Adulting. We will be back next week. But in the meantime, you can visit our website at adulting.tv. Check us out on Facebook at facebook.com slash adultingtv. And join our community there. And leave us a review on iTunes if you like what you hear. Uh, We're always looking for feedback. So go to our website and send us some so we know exactly what you're thinking. And if you have any questions, we'll address them on a future episode. Thanks for listening. We will talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to Adulting. Find resources for this episode or download other episodes at adulting.tv. Thank you.